Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Sue Rose Minahan, founder of Talk Cosmos, Leading Edge Conversations, Awakening Your Authentic Self for Soul Girls. And today is June 26th, 2022. And we are discussing the new moon in Cancer in two days. It's seven degrees of Cancer and 22 minutes. And our theme is going to be Release, Heal, Grow. The moon rules cancer, so it's in its own domicile. The moon reflects light. That's something important to remember. It's also a yin, as they call it, energy, receptive. A water sign It's emotional. It rules, you could say it is our emotional stories. So what will be the new stories? Let's find out because those seeds that we've planted they need some room to root and really grow. This is time for archetypal symbols. Synthesizing the current archetypal new moon energies through weaving symbol systems, such as Sabian symbols, numerology, Mayan novel energy days, or even tarot, connecting to the astrological data and concepts for planets and cosmos, this is your archetypal symbols panel. I'm Sue Rose Minahan founder of Talk Cosmos, an evolutionary and eclectic astrologer and consultant, plus a certified color energy coach. I love investigating mythology's language, philosophizing esoteric fields of eternity, a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, poetry to stories and celebrate humanity's individuated co-creative life force experience. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, a professional astrologer, intuitive, numerologist, and tarot reader. I'm a certified sacred healing counselor providing nurturing in-depth consultations for individuals and couples. I'm an author, blogger, speaker, and international Reiki master and teacher. I create safe space in which to explore the deeper patterns of your life, to clarify your current circumstances, and help you find your best path forward. I'm Justin Crocodelzi, an archetypal astrologer, teacher, and author. I combine both Western ancient astrology and modern psychological astrology with Eastern Vedic astrology. And I specialize in predictive, electional, and karmic astrology for individuals and couples. I'm a certified aromatherapist, an essential oil specialist, and an herbalist, and I offer remedial modalities of plants for psychological life issues to empower clients with compassionate healing. I also do in-depth astrological research into arcane astrological concepts, focusing on the mystical, occult side of astrology. Eleanor Roosevelt once said, Yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, and today is a gift. And that's why it's called the present. Oh, 
I rather like that little <laughs> saying that we have. Hi, Justin. Hi, Liz. It's good to see you both very much. Well, it's seven. Let's start with that. There's so many sevens in this chart. It's just incredible. And it is the, um, I know we do Sabians, but let's start with the numbers. Yes, the seven um, is the sun and the moon, Venus, Jupiter, and um, is it Maki Maki, Sue, that you were yeah. talking about, the seven degrees? So we have, you know, quite a bit of energy there at seven degrees. Um, and the number seven is about reflection, analysis, um, to contemplate, um, working behind the scenes, and retreat. Um, and well, the that... seventh, go ahead. No, please. The seventh major tower card is the chariot, which represents the sign of cancer. So it's like a lot of seven and cancer energy is reinforced with the cancer new moon. Now, why is both of you, I will ask, why is the chariot with cancer? I mean, I think of a chariot as the sun running across the sky, but that's not it. I know that the chariot has, I mean, I can see the card, but can you explain why is it cancer? Maybe. Well, <laughs> that's how I learned it. But the chariot, uh, it was sent out to like scope out the neighborhood or the immediate area oh. to make sure it's safe and secure to see if people were coming to attack. Oh, yes. Safety and security. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And really, there's this, a lot of mythology. <laughs> Depend you know, who birthed who? Diana or Apollo? Both of them. Pardon me, I'm going. Justin, do you have a Yeah, no, I was. I I totally agree with what Liz is saying. You know that seven <coughs> energy. You know, and to the tarot. You know, Robert Place talks about this. That that really, it's kind of in the line. The whole major arcana is the soul's journey, and the seventh. You know, when we get to that seventh um, after the full, but is the seventh card was kind of the uh, where where it was at as far as in order is how it was assigned. But I, I, you know, that seven, when we're in a personal year of seven, like Liz is talking about, is a year of introspection. And there's, you know, seven is the number out of time. It's the spiritual number. Seven loaves in the Bible, seven directions in Native American spirituality. And, of course, Aleister Crowley wrote the book 777. So seven is very spiritual and, and as Liz was talking about, introspective and uh, a number. Good. And we, a spiritual number. Go ahead. Yes, spiritual. Yeah, I remember that. Seven days of the week and the seven visible planets. So it's, <laughs> you, can, you can go on and on. Yeah. And an indivisible number itself. I mean, seven. So excellent. We have amazingly a, a, a plethora of sevens. We also have a plethora and, and numbers close to that. Vesta's at six, the hearth, and Lilith, I think, is at eight, which is one of the forms of the feminine. And we know in in the world that we're living in, the feminine in any sense is really getting a, a lot of attention. You know, we're trying to figure out what are the rights of the of all of our feminine energies, I guess. So and I, I, I was going to mm-hmm. also point out when you say sevens and you're looking at the planets, there's also a couple of, well, two or three of them are also that have seven in the numerology. So mm-hmm. both the ascendant uh, are the part of fortune there at 17 and the Uranus is 17, both have seven in them. 
And then Pallas is 27 degrees and Pluto's 27 degrees. So there's, so, so there's some other, other uh, sub-level um, things going on with the seven in the chart besides the, the major seven. Super. For instance, with that, and, and we're speaking, folks, of the chart, which you haven't seen yet, of the East Coast. We always use that because it's speaking on terms of the national, the whole. And so Washington, D.C. is the seat of our political you know, power and all that. So 17 Aquarius, yes, that is the rising. So that would be leadership and spiritual, you would hope. Perhaps <laughs> thinking of that, and of course it equals an eight. Boy, we're having a little bit. I don't know. Is that a a drum beat somebody has there? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so well, what is? Maybe we should go to the Sabians of seven. What that would be? Say seven new moon, which would be seven Cancer. If we want to. Um, yeah, two nature spirits dancing under the moonlight. Um, mysterious, magical, and invisible forces at work in the background. This is Dane Rudhart. Yes, the mm. um, so and really, I think then it builds on to eight, which is the actual Sabians. It's interesting to me that it was two dancing. Because, I mean, you could dance by yourself, but it's two. And so it, it uh, many things. And then the eight is a group. And interestingly, they're rabbits. I don't know if that has because rabbits like, like uh, procreate, you know. It's like there's a lot. There's abundance. But the idea was if they're, and, and I'm reading from what you had sent here, dressed in human clothes, walk as if in a parade. And meaning it imitates this higher form to stimulate growth. So perhaps we're working to reflect from our spiritual essence so much in this chart to integrate in order to evolve, to reform in a sense. And can I, uh, so, you know, Dane Rudyard looked at that because when we look at cancer, Cancer is really in the first, those first 10 degrees of cancer. Uh, and the way Dane Rudyard looked at the archetypal symbols was it's a, it's cancer rules, create, create creativity and creation. And so when we look at the degrees of those first 10 degrees and the saving symbols, there's a lot around um, creativity and, and specifically with the two nature spirits. Um, he talks about creative imagination. And of course, the six degrees before that is the game birds, uh, you know, uh, increasing or, you know, feathering their nests. So there's this thing about uh, creativity and then creative imagination with the two nature spirits. And then, of course, the rabbits is, is this archetype of, of imitation or learning process as we grow around uh, that. And, and so that I always find it interesting. The first ten degrees of Cancer is this sort of this um, this uh, thing coming out of the egg and learning how to to learn and grow in the world. Really, the gestation of it, yes, but in a in the world, right. it's right after the solstice. Because I was thinking of the chart. Looking, thank you for that, Justin. You know, I was looking at the chart because we just had that solstice, and there. Jupiter, the 
planet of our belief systems was right next to the moon. And, and they were in this tension with our will, sort of these emotional stories of our belief systems. And now, of course, the moon, which rapidly goes 13 degrees almost you know, every day, so it moves the fastest. And now it's aligned with our will, but Jupiter is still out there going, nope, nope, nope. You know, now it's like that unification of our evolution or the growth that you're saying. This I love the word of imagination, but we're really struggling in a sense with our belief systems. And of course, more than that, other people's belief systems, it's uh, pretty potent. Yeah, and you said spirit, and I think of nature and nurture and our spirit and our soul. It's like to combine it all. Yes, that is the promise, isn't it? And there is, as we had discussed, a lot of that. Where Did you want to look at the chart? Shall I pull it up? Sure. Yes. Okay, yeah, that might. Okay, there we go. Let's see. The next one. There we are. Okay, so in this chart, it's in the creative fifth house, too. So we all have a chance to uh, work on it. And I will say, too, that it, this seems to be a cultural change. There's a dwarf planet. And thank you, Liz, for including it. Maki Maki, it's out um, for it's trans-Neptunian, it's part of the Plutinos, as they call it now, that Pluto's the dwarf planet. But it Maki Maki is from Easter Island, the god there that essentially, when you look at it, has a lot to do with culture. It's transforming the culture. And it's also an enterprise. It's a it's not just yourself, you're working with. Uh, the enterprise of your group, your culture. So it seems like, and it's opposing Jupiter there because it's seven, it moves slowly. The, the orbit's like 309 years. So right now it's at seven degrees Libra up there in the. And it would be square to the sun and moon forming a T square. So um, right. some tension there. Very much. And that's what we're experiencing. We can see it in living daylight, you know, that we're going through a large process of, and which is not that unfamiliar. We are in this Pluto return, which next week we'll be discussing on our part two, as it'll be exact. But, okay, so there's a lot of other energies and the chart mm -hmm. for Washington, D.C., most of the um, points or planets are below the horizon. And, you know, we're at summertime and we have the urge to get out and do things. But we have the number seven, which is kind of retreat. But then all the planets are below the horizon. So that's another indication of kind of going within. Um, so there's kind of you could say a little friction of like, I want to get out, but I want to stay home. Or I want to be by myself, but I want to engage with other people. So I would say try to make space and time for both. 
Yeah, I'll add Linda Berry, who's been on. She has a vibrational diary every day. So I looked at it, and there's a combination of vibrational astrology, and it brought Mercury with Saturn and Uranus. And it really, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because it parrots what you're saying, both of you, about this inner, inside energy of reflection with the seven and below the horizon again and again we keep getting it in different directions from the universe which is what we understand with astrology it's a cycle coming here but with those three the vibrational is turning inward seeking deep to share within those special gifts and awarenesses of ourself so it's amazing And I think I think there's a lot of good energy in the chart right now or a lot of what we say a trine right now. There's actually a grand trend right now with that uh, sun and moon with Hygieia and Vesta. So there's this really a lot of support going on right now towards healing uh, with Vesta being uh, in a grand trine or Hygieia and Vesta being in a grand trine with the sun and the moon. So there is a focus. I think also, as we see that Hygieia has been in Scorpio and it's been, you know, tracking the South Node, there's, I think, for the collective, this whole thing going on right now with um, uh, working through really deep, deep, deep emotional stuff going on, especially in Scorpio. Yeah, Hygieia is signifies health yes it, it just for folks it's up there at the top of the chart that little um it looks like a a caduceus of 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 mercury you know with the two um, serpents coming down yeah and then vesta looks like the little fire hearth there in the first house in pisces good call it it is it's promising all this takes work I see somebody's working on their house, which is very much like us. We're working on our thoughts. So we'll just use that as a little pattern in life. Not a problem. Yes. Yeah, there's good things. And, in, in, you know, there's forward movement. There's supportive movement. But there's also adjustments that still need to take place. Oh, huge ones. It's so true. You know, I think um, Jupiter and... It's amazing to see these, just the the interactions. Because if we're sticking with the sevens right now, we have Jupiter, the big planet of our beliefs, along with Venus of what we desire. And they're relating to each other. So people are relating to all kinds of a diversity of, of what they're attracted to and making their beliefs and everything else. The problem is that, well, it, it is a problem. I mean, because things problems mean that something needs to get resolved but this isn't a quick fix this is a long-term approach that we're working out along with these tensions you know jupiter it has a lot to say in this chart i think the belief systems you know it's square intention to the actual new moon it's ruling guiding that midheaven where we're all trying to exert ourselves into the social realm and it's also you know it's it, there's a lot of uh emphasis well yeah Jup- you know jupiter and aries to me um well you know jupiter and aries generally mean uh, means because jupiter is a planet how we seek to grow and expand and it's in aries so it's really being 
reactive right now and wanting to get things going, this quickening energy. But because it's it's squaring the the nodes, it's it's there's this little bit of a speed bump or a, a you know a, a the new moon. You mean the new moon? It's squaring. Well, actually, Jupiter's also squaring the nodes as well, I believe. Oh. Isn't it? Um, no, no, I take that back. Saturn. It's Saturn. Saturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the breaks yeah, rather than the squaring, gas. It is squaring the moon. I apologize. Yeah, you're right. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah, because it was uh, a couple of weeks ago squaring the nodes, but now it's squaring the moon and the sun. But it's still this sort of this, you, we're not able to move forward as quick. That Jupiter has to account encounter something oh, here emotionally that it has apology. to deal with. My apology, because yes, Justin, you are correct. It is we don't have that there, but it's in a sessi quadrate, which is like a square and a half to the node, to the south node. You're absolutely correct. I remember I was mentioning that. So in other words, there is that tension with the nodes. Right. Yeah, indeed. So now that I've fully jumble this around i kind of like what you know the tension yeah. that you're talking about go ahead can you repeat kind of your thoughts on that well no you know because jupiter is is helping us grow and expand but and it's in aries which is sort of this quickening of energy and we want to get this done we want to get this done but we're because we're hitting a speed bump right now so again this this is uh, um, how do i say in, in in causing us to be introspective or we have to we have mm. to meet something and, and accomplish something before we can um, before we can move forward and grow. Maybe we should look at the Sabians for Jupiter. I know that Liz, uh, Liz, you could sure. read them. And Seven Aries, a man succeeds in expressing himself simultaneously in two realms. And to me, I th said that that's the dualism, like the sky and the earth, spirit and matter and the dual nature of man. And then going to eight, where we're growing into for the Sabian, it's, go ahead. A large woman's hat with streamers blown by the east wind, protection and spiritual guidance. So thinking of what you're saying, Justin, that really is a, a, a combat of, of, uh, Action and stop, stop and go, isn't it? You know, the same ideas like uh, trying to uh, merge. Although, as ideally, if we were trying to, it goes along with the the new moon of seven with the two spirits dancing. We're trying right. to get into that whole uh, reality, but yet we also have very much this. The physical that we're working with and how to listen how to uh maybe receive you know it, it takes right. time well and yeah. you know um that uh dane Royard talked about that 170 degrees is or the six degrees before that is sort of this um new dimension and, and there's an archetype here with around um the way one thinks structurally and and that having to be mm -hmm. um uh, reassessed of how we think uh, structurally uh, with what we want as we move forward. Well, that 
Thank you. That does remind me of Mercury, of course, which happens to be in its own sign of Gemini right now, 18 degrees. And it is in our fourth house as far as a nation. So it is really getting down to our roots. You know, it correlates exactly what you're saying. And 18, I noticed too, 17, 18 is also a very popular number when it comes to this chart. It's a, it's amazing. Series, the of grief is in and and sustenance the archetype mother that you know of grain and is at 19 cancer and then we have uranus at 17 taurus of changes with our sense of survival chiron our wounds that were alchemizing to find out how to serve people in 16 aries even Juno, our partnerships at 19, I mean, they're within a degree of each other, you know, Pisces, right. the, the oneness of spirit. And, and if I could bring up something that um, mm -hmm. that kind of to say, because we know this new moon is in a couple of days here, but if we look back to what we've been through in the last couple of days, um, you know, this whole thing, um, not to bring up anything politically, but in the, the Supreme Court decision happened um, on Roe Ro v. Wade when the moon was conjunct Uranus in Taurus. And and now the moon, as we move out of this energy of this thing that's affecting the collective, the moon has now moved through Gemini into Cancer. And so there there is sort of, you know, because Cancer rules the mother and the, the feminine, the divine feminine. I think there's this really, there's this underlying thing of needing to really focus on the importance of the divine feminine here with the moon moving into Cancer and how we, how we move emotionally forward and heal, you know? I'm glad you brought that up. And I had made reference to it. So, I mean, I think it's great to bring in the mundane because looking at it in a balanced way is so important. I mean, it is the elephant in the room that we're all dealing with. And it does get down to that tribal sense of who is our little collection. Well, thank you, Liz and Justin. This is Archetypal Symbols. And today is June 26th. We're talking about the new moon in Cancer in two days. We'll be right back. Thanks. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. Currently, we are in the period of cancer. By leaving a cycle based on connecting mental communication to the external, the energy of cancer involves emotions, which create our personal story through our emotional associations and attachments. As a cardinal water sign that is nurturing, cancer needs to process emotions in one's own internal rhythm of cycles in order to complete an evolution. Hi, it's Dr. Laura Tad, and I wanted to let you know about my course in personal mythology. Now offered as a self-paced online class, you can explore the stories you live by and those you have inherited from your ancestors, culture, and society. This course comes with eight 30-minute check-ins with me as you move through each of the modules. Enrollment is ongoing. For more information or to register, please go to my website, mythicsky.com. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. 
Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Greetings. This is Dana Bernbach, evolutionary astrologer, and you are listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM, where we discuss the Zodiac, our connection to it, and our roots in the stars. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk, 1150. Hello, back. Okay. I was just looking at points and... I remember that we were talking about we're, uh, release, heal, grow. That's our subject. And that cancer energy is healthy emotions and creativity, which is so strong. I mean, what a wonderful birthing point. And looking at that chart, which we don't have up at the moment, the ascendant, oh, thank you, Nathan, um, is right next to the part of fortune. And I remember in our little pre-chat, we noticed that despite the time zones, because you're in the West Coast, I'm in Hawaii, it remains right next to every, it, it, that's where it's located, it, despite the three uh, time zones, because it's not always. I know that in my own personal chart, it's in the fifth house. So it it isn't always at the ascendant. So this has some significance, at least from what I'm gathering, if I'm right about this. And what I'm getting to, for you both to pick up on, as you always do, I'm repeating this thought that we're moving to a threshold of happiness, joyful theme, and idealism, which isn't necessarily apparent when we look at, as you remind, as we've all realized the last week, we're in quite a bit of turmoil as the country is renavigating. But then we're in that process of reestablishing ourselves. We're in a Pluto return. So I think it's um, it'll be a long process. But it does encourage me this idea that also there's this other message, you know, of health forward, you know, through the debris, making space, I hope. What well, you say? if I may, before Liz says something, um, you know, on the, you were talking about that part of fortune in, in Aquarius and Dane Rudyard talked about, of course, we look at part of fortune as happiness. You're, I, it, he, you, you parrot exactly what he talks about is that, that Aquarian idealism of the way we want things to be. And I think that it does reflect because Saturn brings in a challenge. Saturn's the planet of karma, and it's bringing us a challenge in what we see as ideal um, at this particular period of time. Oh, boy, that really spells it out. I don't know what Liz Liz thinks about that. No, we will hear that, but I want to bring up the fact that immediately I'm thinking of Saturn, which we'd brought up before, is very potent in this chart. It's still, as I think... You had mentioned, Liz, in the beginning, 
uh, uh, that we all know that it's been in this long square to the nodes. It's, it's leaving the, the intense application of it, but it's still an orb of it. Plus Saturn is, um, what else? It has another aspect here, but go ahead, Liz. That's what I, all I wanted to say. Yep. Well, I was going to say the Sabian symbol for the Ascendant and the part of Fortune 17 Aquarius. A watchdog stands guard protecting his master and his possessions. So protecting and safeguarding one's individual rights under complex social pressure. And, you know, so apropos for what's happening here in the United States. And that is, go ahead. I was going to say it's quite a imagery. Yes. And then we go on to 18 Aquarius. A man's secret motives are being publicly unmasked. Um, it's difficult to keep past secrets or deep motives hidden. Hmm. So it's like things are coming to the surface. So I think that we'll hear more. There's more information <laughs> to come out. So do you have anything to add to that, Justin? Well, I, I kind of had to laugh at how how exact that is with the January 6th stuff going on. But, I mean, we're hearing now that a lot of this wasn't just a spur of the moment. It was actually planned. And and that, to me, is the unmasking that we see the saving symbols being very literal there that we're seeing unmasking. And then I, I added one more, 19 Aquarius. A forest fire is being subdued by the use of water, chemicals, and sheer muscular energy. It takes skill to bring a fire under control. And there's the destructive potential of carelessness. Yeah, I... Uh, so, it does really also contribute a parallel thought to earlier when we're talking about the duality, you know, that was brought up with other um, energies. I think I'm trying to remember if it was the duality of, uh, oh, seven cancer itself, two spirits, and then also of uh, uh, Jupiter, which is squaring that energy of a dualism succeeding to express themselves simultaneously in two ways, you know, mm -hmm. but we have it correlated a lot of polarity, of course, and it gets right down to that watchdog who's on guard, who's watching out for whose rights. I noticed that in the, when I woke up today, right on my phone was the Supreme court action is prompting of course, the idea is everybody is rallying for their rights, but whose rights? And when we look at, of course, this is a conversation coming up next week, but it's always on my mind this year and will be for the next number of years, is how we're reforming our consciousness as a people, as a nation, as a communication, like who's included? Eris, the often referred to as discord, but she wasn't that intentionally. All she did was ask who's the fairest and now asking who has the rights, you know, because Eris with her brother Mars are in that tension of transform with Pluto saying, you know what? Um, 
aren't all females maybe included and it's difficult. It, it's a, it's a, it's identity. It's just one more identity along with Chiron to come up with it, There's many players on the table as we see. So that's one of the conversations. Yes. And then can we go to the midheaven next? Oh yes. Which rules Jupiter or Jupiter rules them with heaven in Sagittarius. So five Sagittarius, an owl sits alone on the branch of a large tree, a wise approached based on a clear perception. As looking up. And then six Sagittarius is a game of cricket, skill in testing the collective goals. Hmm. What do you think about that? Well, it's like, well, no, I want to hear what Liz had to say. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Good, Liz. We're we're being tested in the uh, school of life. (laughs) Go ahead. No, I I agree with you. I think, you know, and and it's about perspective um, there. You know, when you were that part of that is about perspective. Um, um, Yeah, it's about perspective complicated nothing's really simple when it gets to perspective it's you know the 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 flip side of of jupiter is opinionated righteousness all that stuff it takes quite a bit to let new information in to say well maybe was i right was i wrong and who's being protected who's the watchdog it's um it's an intriguing so cancer if we're going to release heal and grow then there's really releasing of course gets me right down to the south node because it's in scorpio so of course the shadow side of anything wants to be let go so we can live we can grow more right that's scorpio yes folks yes yes okay yeah and so healing and as you brought up hygia um justin you know, there's a lot of energy and it's in Scorpio, you know, it wants the health, but right. what's it going to take? What do we have to operate on? Well, I think there's, a, there. you know, I, I tell people we're going to be okay. You know, I, I, I like to think back to that. Uh, you brought it up briefly, but with that Mars and Eris, you know, is of course it's squaring Pluto, but it's also an opposing Hygieia. So when you look at, I think, um, uh, that uh, Liz read the Sabian symbols, the possibility for gaining new experience, new potentialities that there's that both the 25 and the 26 degrees speaks to potentiality um, that there's that, 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 uh, that Mars opposing Hygieia that we have to heal, but that there's potentiality coming uh, after the healing and there's growth potentiality. Would you agree with that? Yes. And Eris and Mars are brother and sister. So it's like working together, the male and the female. Um, And it doesn't matter. It could be your brothers or your neighbors or any Mm -hmm. of that. But it's it's that unity. The beautiful. Right. And it's in a T-square with Pluto and Ceres. So um, that's really interesting, too. So, yeah, the, the grief. There is undoubtedly a lot of grief to be uh, reclaimed, reclaimed for sustenance. Yes. It's there are a lot of changes here. Is there, I know that you, 
include North Node and South Node for Sabians, and that's maybe we want to discuss the North Node at 21 degrees Taurus, and of course then it goes back to 20 degrees because it moves in reverse. Sure, the North Node is at 21 Taurus, a finger pointing to a line in an open book. So discerning what is the meaning of that line to you personally. And sometimes, you know, we read something or somebody says something and it could have been meant as a compliment, but somebody takes it as an insult, as an example. And then 20 Taurus, wisp of wing-like clouds streaming across the sky, awareness of spiritual forces at work. So a lot of these degrees have talked about nature, spirits, spiritual forces, soul. I mean, it's like the themes, it's like in the chart, the symbols, it's like just repeat, repeat, repeat. It's saying it over and over and over again. Yes, I agree. Justin? Well, I, I also like the south node because, you know, that's what we're bringing into it. And I think, you know, uh, she had mentioned that the 21 degree Scorpio is a soldier obeying his conscience and resisting an order. So there's this so there's this, um, as Liz had put it, this conflict of values or beliefs. And I think that's really kind of what we're <laughs> we've been dealing with for the past three or four five years in the collective is this um, of, of really kind of going back and seeing um, that not everybody in the collective has the same values or the same belief systems. And so it's asking us in this period of, again, back to what we were talking about, inter inter introspection and healing about being true to you, obeying his contest, that, that thing, being true to your, your, your values and your belief systems um, you know, speaking your truth, you know, what is true to you? It's empowering, really, because there is, boy, I'm trying to read this and think at the same time, but, but actually uh, consequences gets back into karma, doesn't it, or something. It's really spelling it out, too, from Saturn's viewpoint. You know that does rule karma very much and it's squaring so we're toggling it's another energy you know between well, those mm -hmm. and you know and that and and i'm not sure if liz you read the thing for aquarius yet but it's you know it, it, there's something about um a wisdom coming out of experience um, out, out of that. And I think that's what we're seeing here is learning to overcome obstacles and, and learning through a wisdom through these experiences that we're having in the collective. I don't know what you think about that, Liz. Yeah, because that was Saturn 24 Aquarius, a teacher having overcome her passions, teaches deep wisdom in terms of experiences. And that was the overcoming of the obstacles. And then Aquarius 25, a butterfly with a right wing more perfectly formed develop a rational mind ahead of normal evolution. It's like, you know, how do I compensate for the wing being a different size or shape? Hmm. Or seeing the picture, yes. I mean, it's so brilliant there in front, but yet not having it. Often the mind does travel faster. It can see the picture, but yet the feeling and all the other parts just haven't hooked up to it yet. 
I think that's part of it. It's because you can't really fly with one wing. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might fly in a circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I wanted to say that Mercury is square to Juno. So um, work on communicating with partners um, and making sure that you understand what the partner or your partners are communicating to you too. It's a two-way street. Yeah. You know, now this is off the wall. I'm sorry. I do come up with off the wall things, but I just noticed that we're all wearing black. <laughs> At least it looks <laughs> like you are too. No, maybe you're not Justin, but last week, was it the week before we were all, Oh, I know it was another panel. We were all wearing red. So, you know, I don't wear black very often. They say it's a power uh, uh, color, but it is, in a sense, uh, an intriguing commentary. I'm trying to in, integrate this little off-the-wall thought. But, you know, I, oh, I know. I'm trying to say if we're communicating, maybe we're communicating, in a sense, abstractly. Trying to... Anyway, communication is important. <laughs> I'll be more deliberate. Okay, back to the center. <laughs> you, well, and black contains all colors, so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You know, I wanted, to, I wanted to point out really quickly about uh, to what Liz was saying about the mercury. And, um, you know, uh, you know, it is, there is a positive aspect in the chart here. Again, I'll bring up another positive aspect that mercury is trining Saturn. And that point, uh, part of fortune and the ascendant. Um, so it's um, it's uh, so it's trining Saturn and the part of fortune, and the degrees of that. I think as Liz read, I think the eighteen and nineteen degrees about uh, you know sort of this flexibility um, and and um, with the two Chinese men. There's I've found in my own experience that this. This particular Sabian symbol, two Chinese men converse in their native language in American city. Uh, really, I've seen this a lot where people, it, it, it creates in a personality, a person that's uh, being able to move into different areas or different, different groups and able to communicate with them based on um, past experience. And that, um, I'm not sure what you thought about that, Liz, the Mercury um, Degrees. Well, and being comfortable, you know, that you can speak, you know, because um, I speak Spanish too, but I'm much more comfortable speaking English. So being able to speak my own language is way more comfortable. I am very excited to have you bring this up because going back to Maki Maki, it's at, it's at um, 19, no, it's at, wait a minute. Oh, rats. No, that's right. It's seven degrees. Oh, rats. Delete, delete. Okay. I was, <laughs> I was thinking it was a grand trine because of the cultural ideas. That's what sparked my mind. But I will say, because it is in that T-square, that this communication that you're talking about is very important for the cultural changes that we are undergoing. And it, it is a matter of people finding their language and their perspectives, whether it's actually because you come from a different culture or because you're just another 
person. I think that's part of this world is that we stop labeling people by by how they look and how they where they live and all these other parts of them, but let the person resonate as they are, that individuality. It's uh, thankfully, you know, looking, you were mentioning about the moon conjunct Uranus. Well, Uranus in a month is going to be conjunct the North Node on July 31st. And, um, authenticity yes and right now if we have an ascendant here it wants authenticity aquarius you know be the real deal get down and the next sabian symbol for the moon is 18 degrees gemini a large archaic volume reveals traditional wisdom the planetary mind the collective knowledge is all coming forward Oh, that was for Mercury, right? You're saying yes, nineteen yes. degrees Gemini, yeah, yeah. And there's, there, I think there again, the word wisdom comes up, which is what we saw in the Saturn, right? Yes. And then Chiron is square Ceres, and Ceres is the goddess of agriculture, fertility, and motherly relationships. So it's like there could be some wounding that's happened or opening old wounds, but there can also be healing taking place. Well, you know, you know. Speaking of that, I, I again, I love how the saving symbols can be very literal, and so we're seeing this issue with the Ukrainian conflict. There's, there's, you know, because they are part of the breadbasket of the world. There's this. You said that series, um, that that part of the rules of the agriculture and food is that there's, and with Chiron, there's that. Uh, we're already talking about food shortages, you know, because of the 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 you know, the Ukrainians not being able to get out their green export. So I love it how sometimes the symbols can be very literal. Mm. Yes, this it is enlightening. Anyway, so Chiron, but it, interestingly, did you talk about Chiron? Because I'm noticing in your notes that you so kindly sent, seven. the way it's going from 16 to 17 has a lot to transform. It was the message in the long run. So maybe it will be out of this grief because there is potential um, sorrow ahead. I mean, without food, that's not a good thing. But what I'm getting at is with Chiron always is what are my wounds that I can transform, transmute to be of service and assist others. It's my like from the me to the, to the we, the the. So if I'm tra- translating that well, and if it's ability to transform, it's going to require all of us to really do this internal work. In a way, we can hardly help but not do it, I guess. Right. And sometimes the initial um, injury or hurt or wound can seem one way at first. But then when you have that, you can gain something else that was like, wow, if this wouldn't happen, the mm. next thing wouldn't have- the next opportunity or great thing to come in might not have happened. And so sometimes at first it seems like, oh, this is terrible. But then there's oftentimes a gift through the change and transmutation. Well, you know, and also I, I want to point out a synchronicity here. We know that moon and sun are opposing Chiron. And it's interestingly when we talk about spiritual help, um, that 
Liz the that um, that uh, Sabian symbol, sixteen degrees. Aquarius talks about nature spirits are seen at work in the light of sunlight, invisible forces of nature. And then we look at the the seven degrees Cancer again. We're talking about two nature spirits again. Mm-hmm. Taking, talking about nature spirits, the the mysterious, magical, invisible forces at work in the background. So I I thought that was interesting. What do you? I, I'm just curious to what you all think about the whole nature spirits and invisible forces here showing up with the moon and Chiron. Well, I think that we have to be conscious of what we're doing to planet earth because the nature, you know, it supplies us with water. It supplies us with food, you know, that we grow. And so there's some, you know, it's like kind of like they're knocking on the door. Be be aware of what you're doing and make adjustments and make um you know like heal the earth heal things it seems to i appreciate all this going back to the culture and of course in cancer is very personal and it's a tribal but yet we are in this world of humanities and we're interacting with communication and resources everywhere and so really it is a matter of reframing who we're look who are we including and and perhaps really welcoming um, the larger context of our entire scheme of the family of man like I think Margaret Mead said 50 years ago or something but our, uh, yeah so there is promise of course <laughs> as we share (laughs) and that's a lot of it yeah Yeah. sharing finding how to be of use to other peoples and and all that and there's a lot of transition um but there's so many little ways i was thinking so many little ways i know that the radio station here kknw is sending teddy bears to ukraine which is a part of a big process and one can think teddy bears but yet for a little child Remember, there was some great athlete, young athlete, that was also sharing the need of a stuffed animal. That it's something to cherish. It's yours. It's that animism, in a sense, so much. So we can all, I guess, and find every- new roles. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And everybody can chip in to help even if it's something really, really small, because all the small things add up to be something much bigger. And they do. And it's going to take a group of us to work on it to make improvements. It is. It is that adage of it takes a village and everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's a matter of letting people in that, that are... Learning to communicate, right? Like you said, with the with the Gemini, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, thank you, thank Justin. you, thank, thank you. you, Liz. And next week, folks, do come back because we're having our second part to U.S. A Pluto return and power, and we're going to talk about revolutionary terms. Justin, help me think about that. And I went, okay, here we go. <laughs> we will succeed through steps. Blessings, all. 
Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 